Hey guys, what's happening? Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a new Rambling Time episode, but before we get to the show, I just want to tell you guys real quick, this episode was recorded in my brother-in-law and sister's basement at 3 a.m. in the morning, and the audio is not good, and also, I deliberately did not clean the audio perfectly, all because... I think I was getting haunted last night. <laughs> I think I was getting haunted the other night, folks. And I heard all kinds of freaking spooky sounds and stuff. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted you guys, I don't think I'm crazy. So I didn't clean the audio too good. In some areas, I raised the audio so y'all could hear the background noise because I heard some spooky weird sounds, dudes. So, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, in this episode, we're getting freaky at 3 a.m. in a basement. So, hope you enjoy. Hey, this is Long Podcast Alone Angler. Come back at you with Taco Monday. How is everyone doing? And welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This one is going to be a special one, folks. Uh, kind of a special one. This one, ladies and gentlemen, we are 3 a.m. in the morning. We are in my brother-in-law and sister's house in a basement. One of the creepiest basements I have ever freaking been in. I've heard a bunch of noises. Uh, I don't know what the frick it is. And also, I'm not going to clean my audio too much. All because I want you to hear the echoiness, the potential scary noises... And, uh, yes, my awkward breathing, I guess. <laughs> I might do a little post-production to uh, get rid of some of the breathing. But, dudes, like, uh, let's just echo, echo. I don't want to be too loud because people are sleeping, you know? You feel? Anyways, this is a new rambling time, ladies and gentlemen. And the basics, what we do is we just talk about random stuff. Uh, well, actually, we do have show notes but uh literally i had no time to finish my show notes because i've been working on some projects uh been working on a new episode of uh taquito shortcast it's gonna be a banging episode folks like it's gonna be freaking hilarious i don't want to spoil what we're talking about and i can't give a specific date because i've been really busy this december due to it being the holidays and stuff trying to buy some gifts Oh, by the way, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, folks. You feel? Yeah, Happy Holidays, whatever. Whatever y'all feel, whatever y'all do, whatever. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, that was some water right there. Yeah, this isn't uh, the best quality audio, but uh, yeah, I am in a creepy basement, and it is 3 a.m., and I ain't going to, you know, I ain't going to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to give away my family's location, obviously. I don't want to do that, but uh, basically where they live is they live on farmland, right? Uh, they essentially live off the highway, and they live up the road, and there's a couple of houses here around us, just a few, and a bunch of farmland, you know what I mean? And it gets dark. It gets really freaking dark, folks. But anyways, it gets really freaking dark, and it is scary sounding tonight, folks. <laughs> like, I've been hearing all kinds of noises. Dude, I wish I was joking, but I thought, well, what was that? 
I just heard a popping noise. I don't freaking know, man. Like, uh, yeah, they deal with some problems, like some field mice and stuff. So, like, there could be a mouse in the house. Ooh, that rhymed, you know? I'm a poet and I didn't know it, but I really love to show it to you folks. Okay, that end did not rhyme, but you know what? Screw it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I've been hearing some, like, voices and stuff. Dude, I don't freaking know. It's kind of creepy, dude. Dude, for real. Like, I'm going to have to grab a holy Bible, some water, and I'm going to have to bless this house. You know what I'm saying? Probably bless this basement real quick. You know what I'm saying? You feel? But, uh, yeah, for real. Also, I got a big old, uh, what I have in my hand is I have a pipe down here because I'm still hearing some noises. And, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am mentally prepared to kill if necessary. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whatever ghouls and goblins are freaking in this house, I don't know. Or whatever oversized film meister freaking is, I'm prepared to kill, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's pretty creepy in the night. It is creepy. But anyways, the topics that we're basically going to talk about, we're going to talk about, um, uh, some of the books I've been reading, which the last uh, Rambling Time podcast I talked about, last Rambling Time podcast I talked about, uh, you know, a uh, Hellboy book I've been reading. I've been talking about reading books. That was actually my choice of the month for November is uh, reading, you know, which, by the way, hope you guys have been reading this December. Really hope you have. I actually have. I've low-key been on a uh, online hiatus, I guess, like kind of off grid, at least, at least on air wise. Took a drink of water, but yeah, we're talking about uh Hellboy. We are talking about, um, a series that I've been reading called the last apprentice, uh, formerly known as the spooks, uh, tales, the spooks apprentice, which, uh, obviously they changed the names. For some reasons. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to talk about that. And then... Man, I am I don't like hearing noises. I don't freaking like hearing noises. I hope I'm not being too loud. I'm trying to be pretty quiet, folks. But uh, yeah, then we're going to talk about um, a movie that me and my family watched, which I'm staying the night at their place. Uh, we watched Freaky, folks. Y'all seen that movie? Well, we're gonna talk about it, folks. And, uh, yeah. It's not gonna be a review or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, for real. We're gonna talk about that. And, uh, yeah, we're just chilling, you know? Hmm. What have I been up to? Well, I basically described what I've been up to about everything I've been up to. Uh, yeah, man, like, for this special, real, the Christmas special, it's going to come out, I'm going to try to release it Christmas, at longest, it's going to be like New Year's, okay, but I'm going to try to work hard on it, which I have been working on the content and stuff, and hopefully it'll be released, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and working on Takedo Shortcast, it's going to be a hilarious freaking episode. 
And yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a hack comedian, so I don't freaking know. I don't freaking know if it'll be great or not. I hope so. I've been working hard on it. But yeah, just been chilling. Uh, mostly been focusing on my health. Uh, I've gained a lot, I've gained some freaking weight, I think I told you guys in the last podcast, and I'm gonna have to lose myself about 50 pounds, you know, because, yeah, this Rona weight, which, by the way, folks, I didn't gain all the 50 pounds during Rona season, you know, uh, but, yeah, I need to lose some weight, you know, you feel? Need to lose a a lot of freaking weight, which I can. I've lost weight, a lot of weight before. Uh, just maintaining it, I suck at, you know? I suck a lot at that, you know what I mean? I can lose weight when I'm determined, but of course, it's maintenance, you know? So, been focusing on my health, uh, been researching, uh, been doing a lot of stuff, uh, some freaking meditation, uh, none of that, you know, hippie liberal-ish, you know, uh, but, well, well, technically is hippie liberal-ish, <laughs> what I've been doing, but, uh, yeah, just meditation, uh, health, exercise, relatively, I'm using Kaizen goals, which, Kaizen is, uh, I believe Chinese word for uh, micro goals, you know what I mean? So I've been doing Kaizen goals, which, you know, if you've ever researched what Kaizen goals are, it's essentially uh, small goals that eventually build into big goals, kind of like keystone habits, I guess you could say, uh, i.e., Rod I have here, which is a one liter bottle of water. Uh, not going to give away brand of it because I'm not sponsored. Uh, but you know what? Uh, what the frick is this called? Delaney? No, not Delaney. <laughs> That's actually the name of the writer of the uh, Last Apprentice series. Uh, D- Dijon? Frick. I don't frick. That's freaking mustard. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's a long night, dude. It is a long night. I'm just trying to get this show in by tomorrow, which is Monday. So happy Monday, folks. But yeah, forgot the name of the water, but I've been drinking water. It's a keystone habit. It's a keystone Kaizen goal. It's a small habit. Drink about the amount of water that you need a day, which for males, it's about... Uh, I, I say it depends on weight and stuff. The weight and height, I don't know. Uh, but uh, about two or three bo- bottles of this a day, and I'm good, you know? Which is about 14 cups. 14 cups. I ain't going to drink that much, but, you know, it's like at the minimum, eight cups is good. At the minimum. Which really, folks, like, I would say averagely the majority of people like, don't even drink about four cups of water, so, <laughs> nope, I've drank, oh, dude, I, th- this is my third bottle, so this, if I down this by the end of the podcast, this will definitely be 14 cups, but yeah, doing that's uh, exercise, you know, 
keeping at a Kaizen thing, at least walking every day. Uh, if I keep doing that, obviously, I'll want to do more because that's how exercising works, essentially. Like, once you get used to what you're doing, you're going to have to do more and more, you know? It's like lifting weights. You're eventually going to have to add some more bars, uh, more weights on the bar. You feel? Why am I keep saying you feel a lot? I don't know. Uh, shoot. I don't know. I think we're going to have to go on some Travel Channel's ghost adventures down here. I don't freaking know. I keep hearing some noises, dude. It's pretty freaking creepy. I don't know. But yeah, definitely, dude. Yes, that's what I've been doing, and I've been reading. I've been reading. I've been mostly off Facebook. I'm sure you guys have been able to tell. Uh, And yeah, just trying to... Well, mostly I'm just taking a online hiatus as kind of a means of reserving all my creative energy towards the podcast and towards the awesome episodes that will be released this December. Uh, but yes, yes, folks. Uh, yeah, just haven't done much. I haven't done much. I've read and, well, we're going to talk about it, folks. I finished the Hellboy book uh, about, a, about a week ago or two. I don't know. <laughs> about a week ago. I finished the Hellboy book, and Hellboy, the, what was the title's name? I own it. Oh, Hellboy, the All-Seeing Eye by Mark, Mark Morris, I believe. So, yes, I read that book. I finished it uh, where I was freaking busy. That freaking book took me like a month (laughs) to literally finish. Which, that's pretty bad, but, you know, I don't have time, you know? I don't even have time to play video games, which it's been a freaking long time since I played some Elder Scrolls action, you know? It's been a long time. It's at least been since mid-November, for real. Wish I was joking. What's that noise? Dude, I don't know. I am creeped out tonight. (laughs) I'm creeped out. But yeah. Now, the basics of the book, what it's about is there's mysterious... uh, Well, okay. Let me form my words together. And this, I'll tell you guys what the book's about. The All-Seeing Eye. What it's basically about is there's mysterious, like, cults-like killings going... Uh, going around all over London. And Hellboy, Liz Sherman, and Abe Sapien basically have to go to London and figure out what's going on with all these murders and these mysterious events happening, like dead people rising from the grave, uh, some monsters going around the streets, kind of like bullish like that. Uh, well, monsters, you know, going around in the uh, subway tunnels of London. And, yeah, that's essentially what it's about. They have to discover what's going on. Now, it's been a while since I read it, and 
Like I, I was thinking of giving a good, good review of it, but or talk about it a lot. But really, it's like this is the basic things. Mark Morris, he is mostly known. He's a British writer, and he does a lot of work around what's the word I'm looking for. Essentially, a lot of people hire him to write novels for shows and stuff, right? Like, i.e., like, when there's Star Trek novels and stuff out there, right? So, even though CBS doesn't necessarily have a field in writing, they'll essentially hire writers to write some books for a show like Voyager or Star Trek Discovery or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know? And, uh, yeah, Mark Morris is known for writing a lot of novels for television shows, comic books, video games, and he's wrote a lot. Like, he's a famous for this uh, book that was called The Immaculate, right? And, of course, he is known for writing a lot of good Doctor Who books. You know, uh, I haven't read the Doctor Who books. Like, I've only read his uh, Hellboy All-Sing Eye, which he only done one Hellboy book, which is very interesting. But, yes, what I noticed, at least from the Hellboy book that I read, the first six chapters, right, if you are a Hellboy fan... You're an awesome person, for one. Uh, two, you will notice within <laughs> you will notice within the first six chapters that the writing for the characters, it's almost like he's learning Mark Morris is learning about Hellboy Liz Sherman and Ape Sapien during the writing. You feel me? And the first six chapters, I guess you could call it the first act, if you will. Uh, there was uh, there was about sixteen chapters in the book, so that wouldn't necessarily. You get what I'm saying. It's kind of like the first act, uh, starting things up. It's like I just heard something again. Oh my goodness, this is the audio version of the Blair Witch Project, dude. I don't freaking know, man. I am freaking scared. I don't know what to do. Somebody help me. <laughs> oh, I need to quit being loud. I need to quit being loud, folks. But yeah. um, It felt like that he was getting to know Hellboy and them during the ride. So... The starting of the book, it's like the writing for Hellboy was not really Hellboy. Like, this is a great example. Uh, this was from the chapter four, I believe. Um, to give some context real quick, he had to go down in the tunnels to find a monster that they learned about. I don't want to spoil things. And uh, the chief of police I guess you know the British police whatever you want to call them the Scotland Yard or whatever the frick uh he was basically like if you're going down there you have to take two of my best men and Hellboy was reluctant because he knew that they were practically amateurs when it came to the supernatural field 
and, you know, fighting demons and stuff, you feel? And he basically said this line uh, that was, well, <laughs> I can instantly tell that the guy that wrote this book was a British writer, but Hellboy literally said, I'm not going to be their nursemaid, which nursemaid, that's kind of a British word for babysitter. That's their version for babysitter. I'm. What do I look like, some nursemaid? I'm not going to let these, you know, these stormtroopers go around with me that don't know what the frick they're doing. And they're just going to play commando with their high carbine assault rifles and shoot up some crap. Now, if you guys don't know much about guns, I'm going to quickly explain. Hellboy meant high caliber. High caliber assault rifles. Frick, I keep hear I keep hearing freaking noises. I don't know. I keep hearing freaking noises. And it's freaking scaring me. I don't know. But uh, anyways. <laughs> I need to be a little bit quiet. I don't know, dude. Uh it, I thought I was pretty soundproof in this basement, but maybe I'm getting a little bit carried away. But it's like what a carbine is, okay? A carbine is a type of rifle that's like an assault rifle, but shorter. It's like the in-between of a submachine gun and an assault rifle. It's the in-between. You feel me? Uh, I.e., what a carbine would be is... If you've ever played... Uh, hmm, I'm trying to think. Uh, Battlefield or something like the or just a Call of Duty game from the Second World War, like based in that, like uh, the M1 Garand. There's another rifle that's a lot smaller called the M1 Carbine, right? Which is like the Garand, but smaller. You feel me? Frick, I'm gonna have to bust some heads. I don't know. I keep hearing some freaking noises, <laughs> but uh, anyways. Yeah, that's basically it. He meant caliber, but he said carbine. So not only Mark Morris, we obviously find out the writer's British, but he does not know anything about rifles, which that's a misdemeanor. That's a misdemeanor. Oh, frick, we're going to have to explore. Screw this show. Okay, folks, let's go. Let's freaking go, folks. I'm going up the stairs, dude. Okay. 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 I keep hearing noises. We're going upstairs, dude. I'm going to keep this mic close. Okay. All right. I don't know what's going on.
trick sakes, we needed this for the Halloween special. <laughs> I heard a door slam upstairs. Uh, I assume it was my brother-in-law uh, or somebody else. Maybe Chungus? I don't know. Frick's sakes, that's scary. Dude, I don't... Okay, it's about 3.11, so... I don't know, dude. 3.30, I guess. I don't know, dude. That scared me a little bit. <laughs> that scared me a little bit, folks. I don't know. I keep hearing noises. It's freaking creepy. But anyways, yeah, we noticed that... He was using some stuff that Hellboy wouldn't say. And there was other things, of course. Like, Hellboy... Like, for the most part, like... Mark Morris's superpowers. This is one thing that I would say about him. Even though he did not know who Hellboy was, his character writing for Hellboy throughout the rest of the book was awesome. It was awesome awesome dude like the character writing for Liz Abe um <clears throat> other th- people in the books was awesome dude it was awesome and he wrote Hellboy in such a good way like the way Hellboy is right like I like to nickname Hellboy the cowboy from hell all right um, he's kind of a sarcastic, humorous person. Likes to crack off jokes and stuff, right? Um, but deep down, he is insecure and he is depressed. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, essentially, like, he does, he's like a puzzle piece that doesn't fit with the world. You know what I'm saying? And the way he wrote Hellboy was really nice. It was really, really nice. You know what I'm saying? And other characters in the book, I just really love the way he wrote them. For real. <clears throat> but yeah, like, when Mark Morris lacks uh, a little bit of American research and stuff, and it seemed like he did not research the project before he started it too well at least yeah like as my dad said when I was talking to Papa Angler like he this is this is a really good point uh he's basically saying uh what did he say he learned while riding that's basically what dad said he learned while riding which that's essentially what it seemed like but yeah, the first six chapters, it wasn't really bueno. Uh, I actually read the book before, and I thought it was trash. I thought it was trash. I stopped way before I got to chapter six. I thought it was just trash, you know? You feel me, folks? I thought it was just trash. But I wanted to read some. I wanted to read a full-on novel. And I had no, you know, books where I lived. And the only one I had was the Hellboy book. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to read it all. It could potentially be content for my podcast. Maybe I can make fun of it, you know? But after about 
chapter six, I realized that it's a good book. You know what I'm saying? The writing's good. You know, the character writing's really good. Um, Of course, it's like, it's not easy to write action for a novel, right? It's not easy, okay? You can't put 300 in a novel and make it good, you know? Make it action, you know? You can't put, as uh, like an old bit that uh, Joe Rogan used in a stand-up, like, it's like (laughs) when his friends talked about the Game of Thrones book, and they was like, oh, it's better than the show. He's like, no, the F it isn't. Like, (laughs) talking about, oh, how you're looking at the, reading the battles and stuff and the sex scenes and stuff. The people that's reading the books is like, oh, I wish I could imagine what's going on. Like, joke like that. I was uh, paraphrasing, by the way. Obviously, I butchered. (laughs) Obviously, I was paraphrasing because I butchered his joke. But uh, it's on Comedy Central. It's a clip from Comedy Central or Just for Laughs. It's really funny. Uh, his stand-up bit for that. But uh, yeah, like you can't really write action. So the action wasn't too bueno. But two superpowers Mark Morris has. Character writing and creative horror. Creative horror. Uh, some people get killed in this book, right? And the way Mark Morris describes the people's deaths, like, in these bizarre cult killings, essentially people's limbs are chopped off, right? And it's nothing but a torso. And the blood's drained out. And then there was this person that got killed. I don't want to spoil things. But he was literally mutilated. Mutilated, folks. His eyes were gouged out his well I don't want to get way too graphic but it was the way he described it actually made a person like me has watched some gory zombie movies and stuff like go ugh. <laughs> no I mean I never thought I would do that over reading a book but I mean this guy's creative with his horror writing and creative with his character writing uh, not too bueno with the action, of course, but definitely two superpowers. And with the character writing, what was really good was there was a plot twist that was so subtle. It was like really subtle. It was incredibly subtle. And ironically, I actually knew what the plot was because I theorized what it was like a couple of chapters before. So you could probably say, oh, you know, oh, it must have not been too clever since Lone Angler figured it out. No, no, it was actually really clever. The only way I figured it out was like a random thought popped into my head after I said a sentence to myself about a situation that was going on in the book. I'm like, wait a minute, what the freak? And then I turned back pages and turned back chapters, and looked across and stuff, and I put it together, I'm like, oh my goodness, I know who da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da is, or who da-da-da-da-da-da did this, or etc., etc., right? And it was subtle, dude. It was subtle, but I came up with it, ironically, which 
okay, I don't have no detective skills. I usually freaking suck. Literally, folks, I wish I was lying. But I would look into the refrigerator, and if there was some pop in it, like soda or something, Mellow Yellow or something, not sponsored, if it was, if there was one bottle directly in front of me in the fridge, nine times out of ten, I wouldn't see it. Okay, I am that bad at seeing things. Okay, <laughs> like I'd be like, "Hey, Ma, where's the Mellow Yellow? Where's the freaking Mellow Yellow?" And then she would come over and be like, it's literally in front of you. It is literally in front of you, dude. And I'd be like, oh, (laughs) you know, well, she wouldn't say dude, but you know, you feel me? But yeah, it's like, it was clever. It was clever. And then the ending, which, okay, like, I'm not going to spoil. I don't want to spoil things. I don't want to spoil things. But the ending was done in a good, non-cliche way. Let me just say that. In a non-cliche way. Let's just say that real quick. But yes, the book, like... Yeah, I think I just really pointed out everything I liked and everything I didn't like. Like... The book's at a relatively good pacing. There's some things that drag, some things that doesn't. Uh, there was some good characters in it. There were some characters that was just straight up not necessary. Like, one, there was this uh, news reporter, this uh, paparazzi guy. Not necessary to the plot at all. Uh, the prologues, right, uh, the very, very start of the book, uh, there was a story about basically dead bodies in a funeral home rising up and getting out of their coffins and walking outside, you know what I'm saying? Guess where that story led to in the book? Not a single freaking page, not a single freaking page. They never explained why the bodies like just started moving never explained it so it's like it was pointless you know what i'm saying there was things in it there was a few things in it that was pointless but there was some good character writing good developments um i freaking keep hearing creepy noises i need y'all to pray for me folks well, oh frick, this ain't live. Okay, uh, send me some kind of post prayer. You know what I'm saying? Send me some kind of post prayer to the Lord. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, anyways, yeah. Character writing, good. Some characters, what necessary. Some plots, side plots, what necessary. But mostly good. Uh, action, uh, Slightly below mediocre. Below mediocre. Horror, solid. Very solid. Um, I would say an 8 out of 10. Mm, complimenting 8 out of 10. 7.5 out of 10 is probably the best I would give it. Right? At least from mind. But yeah. 
Uh, the All-Seeing Eye by Mark Morris. If you are a Hellboy fan and you're just wanting to read some good books, uh, that was a good book. Complimenting 7 out of 10 for the entire book itself, but it's probably a slightly above average. 6 out of 10, 6.5 out of 10. Uh, there's going to be things that you like. There's going to be some things that you don't like. And obviously, the first six chapters of the book does not represent the entirety of the book very well. You feel? But yeah, that's basically it. And what else? Okay, we're going to have to... Oh, I talked about it for a long time. I'm hearing some spooky things, folks. I'm hearing some spooky things. I can't help it. But anyways, what we're going to talk about is... Tonight, or early this evening, me and my family, uh, you know, like we were staying over the night, uh, we did several things, like we baked some cookies, we got some candy and stuff, and since we can't really go to the theaters, we actually rented the movie uh, Freaky, like that uh, horror movie that just came out recently. Uh, I don't know when it exactly released, but I think it released very recently. Uh, Maybe it's been out for a week or two, but yeah, like the Freaky movie, that was pretty good. Like, I can't give it a good review. I like to have my ducks in a row. I like to have my show notes prepped. I like to at least watch it about three times, uh, point out some stuff, write down some stuff that I liked and disliked. But, you know, I'm going off the cuff here. You feel? But, uh, you fail. I keep saying that. I don't know. But anyways, that movie was fun. That movie was fun. There were some things that I really liked about it. There was a few things that was like, eh, you know? But anyways, the movie's essentially a comedy horror, okay? That's what it is. It's a comedy horror. Uh, really... I would say it pays respects to the classic 80s horror, like Friday the 13th, for example. Of course, you will see that. (laughs) You will see that in the movie. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. Uh, The gore, dude, the gore was, like, pretty insane, dude. Like, there was some things that happened, like, uh, the bad guy killed this chick by basically smashing her head between toilet lid and a toilet. Uh, this other guy was literally a wine bottle was shoved down his freaking throat. And uh, I don't want to get too graphic, but uh, yeah, let's say he died that way. And a person was like hanged on a wall with a spear. I don't want to get too detailed with that because the gore is pretty crazy. I don't want to make this podcast PG-13 tonight. I don't really feel like adding those ratings and stuff. I don't want to add the explicit label on this podcast. And this people was like frozen, completely solid. Uh, Some other freaky stuff. I don't want to get into stuff, but there was a lot of saws, a lot of blood. A lot of freaking creativity. (laughs) And oh, man, I think I've told you guys this before. 
in previous podcasts. But what I loved about it is not only it was gory and stuff, but practical effects, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, practical effects. S effects, as Chungus this evening told me, that's what they currently call those types of effects, practical effects, which is effects that does not need any CGI or digital effects, right? That's what practical effects are, a.k.a. S effects. Um, but I've always said this. Practical effects is better than CGI in most cases, right? At least depending on how you execute it and what are you doing specifically. If you're doing like a Star Wars sci-fi, of course you need CGI. But when it comes to a zombie movie, a horror movie or something, you need some artists there. You need some artists with some makeup, with some fake blood, with whatever the frick, uh, putty, uh, claymation, uh, well, not claymation, but basically you need artists in the field. You feel me, folks? And just, I love practical effects. You know what I mean? From Tom Savini's work in Friday 13th, uh, Night of the Living Dead, the Dead series, uh, other horror movies, and like other artists that does gory, cool effects with practical effects. You know what I'm saying? I love practical effects. In my personal opinion, practical effects from makeup to uh, sometimes puppetry, you know, uh, I forgot what it's called, uh, a little bit of claymation, I think is better than CGI in most cases. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think, but I love it. I love the use of practical effects. But yeah, like, ooh, it was so nice. Like, the practical effects use in it was perfect. It was perfect, folks. Um, The characters in the movie, I don't really have names of the characters. I remember some of the characters' names, some I don't. Uh, well, I think I remember. I just watched it tonight, you know, but it was good. Uh, the actor's name that played the, that played the serial killer that switched bodies with the high school girl, the main character, uh, Vince Vaughn, I believe the actor's name is. He's been in comedies and stuff. Uh, so, you know, like. He hasn't really done much at all until now. Like, um, yeah, until this movie, like, I was surprised to see him, like, doing a movie like this. But he was fantastic. Like, ironically, he was good at playing a high school girl, which is funny. He was good at playing a high school girl. And it was just funny. Like, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people, well... I don't, well, I don't think I need to explain the plot. I've already went through it. If you want to know what the plot is, just Google what Freaky is. Freaky 2020. Just read, like, the basic bio of it. You'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, you do the work, all right? You do the freaking work. It's a little bit too late for me, folks. It's like 3.30 already. And I'm fighting off ghosts and goblins and ghouls already, folks. For real. But yeah, like, he was 
funny and he was good at playing that role. And the girl, which is the main character, it's hard to, basically, it's a horror movie mixed with like Face Off, you know, that movie with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that. Okay. So, no, I mean, this character is that character and vice versa. Okay. But yeah, like the girl that played the high school girl that then played the bad guy, she was really good. Um, I wouldn't say any of the acting was Oscar nomination, but for a comedy, it was good. It was real good. And for a horror, it was good. And it was, it was real good. Like what I really loved about it was the humor was the gore. Uh, when it came to, which I don't want to get into politics and stuff. But what I loved so much about it is it didn't have politics in it. When it had politics in it, it was tongue-in-cheek, right? Like uh, one of her friends, which was a, which was a uh, gay dude, right? Uh, he made this joke, but they was being chased by like the bad guy or what they thought was the bad guy. And he was like to his, uh, his black friend, right? Like, you're black, I'm gay, we're so dead. You know, just making jokes like that. Uh, but, like, there was some some social political jokes and some political jokes, but it was tongue-in-cheek, and it was just funny. And, you know, really, it's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It was just funny. It was just funny. It This movie was a funny horror that had nothing to do with politics or anything or anything else. And, uh... Yeah, just the characters was all good. Um, I would say some of the characters were kind of like horror movie stereotypes, but it was also deliberate. You feel me? Because they made it a point like, hey, you know what I mean? Just like that joke that that guy made like, oh, we're we're in a horror movie. We're so dead, you know? But uh, hmm, trying to think. But yeah. It was like, it was very funny because it pointed out like horror cliches and stuff, you know? Um, like, of course, which the movie was good and scary at some points, right? Because it's a horror too. So it wasn't like a scary movie parody, you know? You feel me? It wasn't like that at all, you know? Um, but yeah, what was those movies with, uh, uh, Charlie Sheen. It wasn't like those movies, okay? It was a good horror and comedy. You know what I'm saying? It was scary at times. It was gory at times, but it was also funny. You know what I'm saying? A good tongue-in-cheek horror. A really good tongue-in-cheek horror. And really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Other things, though, but I can't really think of much other things um definitely i would say uh oh my goodness frick there just just i will suggest this ladies and gentlemen if you can watch it in theaters watch it in theaters if you can rent it at home rent it at home have some friends over you guys watch it it's a funny movie. 
especially if you like horrors, it's very funny. It is very funny, dude. Uh, but yeah, like, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was, dude, I haven't watched a actual new movie since The Joker in like October, November of last year. It's been a very long time since I've watched a movie, like a new one. So it was a very nice and refreshing movie that had nothing to do with COVID, had nothing to do with politics. Had Well, of course, it had nothing to do with COVID because it was supposed to release before, uh, well, during the summer. But of course, COVID-19 screwed the pooch. And uh, yeah, there you go. There you go, folks. But it was a good movie. It was a very fun movie. So I definitely recommend it. Like Friends, have them come over. You know, it actually would have been good if it were released on Halloween. No, man. But it was a good movie. It was a good movie. But yeah, definitely enjoyed the movie. And I definitely recommend it. It was a funny movie. Definitely worth the watch, folks. But yes. We got that all out of the way. And, uh... I am just looking around like what the frick was that noise? Ugh, dude, I don't know. It's pretty scary, dude. I don't know. I don't want to tangle my cord around, but dude, <laughs> literally a couple of minutes ago. You hear that noise, right? I don't know what the frick that noise is. Do we have to go upstairs? Oh, frick, 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 frick. Okay, okay. Go upstairs. I don't know what this freaking noise is. We're probably going to have to end the show here because it's like an hour. I don't know. We have to talk about the, you know, last apprentice, but I keep hearing noises. I don't know what's going on. The door slammed against the wall because I kind of opened it and stepped back. But we're going upstairs. Dude, it's like 4 a.m. I don't need to be screwing around like this. But yeah, dude. I don't. Okay, frick. Frick, dude. I don't know. Okay. Okay, I think we're good. Frick, 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 frick. <laughs> Yo, folks, I'm sure y'all are thinking that I'm probably just hamming it up just for freaking entertainment. But no, I'm I'm actually straight face kind of scared tonight. <laughs> I wish I was joking. We're back on the couch downstairs in the basement. Whew. I keep hearing freaking noises. I don't know, man. But anyways, folks. Um <sighs> Let me think. But yes, we're going to talk about the last apprentice. 
the Last Apprentice book series by Joseph D. Laney. I've been reading those books. I read the first book and I actually busted through it in like freaking four days. Like it was that much of a good read. Uh, which of course the font was big and you know when they usually enlarge the font they're trying to stretch their book out to make it look bigger but yeah anyways that's okay though that's okay though <laughs> but the the last apprentice formerly known as the spook's apprentice uh which what a spook is in the book is essentially kind of like a ghost hunter or kind of like uh Kind of like, I guess, like a witcher. I don't know. But, um, yeah, basically what it's about. It's about this old spook, right? This old spook. This, um, uh, that's kind of like, I, he kind of reminds you of, like, um, Gandalf. If he was played by Liam Neeson. That's who he reminds you of. He's about to retire, and he needs a new apprentice to take his place because a lot of apprentices that he had that tried to become knowing his apprentice and take over either failed or died. You know what I'm saying? So essentially the character that we follow that is essentially like this book is like essentially like through the eyes of the apprentice and it is, the story is told by the apprentice, right? It's kind of like reading the apprentice's journal of everything that happened, right? So it's like an autobiography. You feel me? I guess so. But uh, anyways, like, essentially, like, he has to get an apprentice. He gets the apprentice. Uh, and he tries to teach him how to uh, essentially... Uh, scare off like gas ghosts uh boggards and also like you know like take down witches and stuff you feel and yeah basically you're just following the kid and it's like this whole book is like a mix between harry potter lord of the rings which not really like kind of like lord of the rings if you're thinking like half of the first Lord of the Rings movie where it's like the focus on the Shire. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, the Shire with Harry Potter. And yeah, a little bit of that um, supernatural stuff, you know? Like, kind of thrown in. But it's really nice. It's a really nice book. Uh, it's hard to talk about some of the things because... It's almost 4 a.m. and I'm pretty dang tired. Uh, but I had to get this show out for you guys. For you guys, okay? But essentially what happens in the book is the apprentice joins, uh, becomes, uh, you know, the spook's apprentice, of course. And he's learning how to become a ghost hunter, a uh, ghost scare offer dude. <laughs> and also a guy that can bind boggards and take down witches, you know? But anyways, yeah, like, it's very interesting. It's a very good book. 
the character writing's really good. It's really nice. At times, it can be spooky, if you will. At other times, it can be heartwarming, just like J.R.R. Tolkien's writing of Lord of the Rings and stuff. No, I mean, just heartwarming like the Shire. There can be times where it could be suspenseful. There are times when there can be like uh, kind of like some sweet romance kind of between uh, the apprentice and this character called Alice, right? The girl with the pointy shoes. Never trust a girl with pointy shoes as the spook warned the apprentice. Uh, Frick sakes, I am cringy. I don't know. <laughs> Tried to make a clever little callback to the book, but uh, you know. Anyways, it was a really good book. I really enjoyed that. That okay. I'm just gonna tell you this. It's a nine out of ten. You can research reviews on the internet of it, but for me telling you guys, it's a nine out of ten, and it's worth reading the series. I would put it right at the tier at least right at the tier with Harry Potter. Okay? Maybe it's a little, maybe it's about like a light step below Harry Potter, which I'm not really a fan of Harry Potter, but like to the general is what I'm referring to. I like it as a 9 out of 10, but you might like it as maybe like 8.5 out of 10. But it's really good. The character writing's good. Uh the story's really good. There's some Areas where it feels like you're going back and forth. Know what I'm saying? It feels like three sequels. I don't know. Sometimes. But it's like you would read this thing and this thing happened. But then this thing happened that counteracted that thing. And that thing's gone. And you're almost like, hey, it's the end of the book. But wait, there's more. Revenge of the Siths, you know? Uh, <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back, some of that-ish. No, I mean, but thrown in about four times, you know? It was kind of like that. And, yeah, it was kind of like that. But it was a really good book. It's a really, really good book. And, yeah, if you're wanting a quick read, it's a quick read. Know what I'm saying? I really enjoyed the book. And the Spook's Apprentice, known as the Last Apprentice. But actually, if you Google the Spook's Apprentice, you can actually find it better on Google searches. But, of course, the reason why they changed it, uh, for some people that do not know, uh, the word Spook can be taken in different ways, right? It can either be taken in like, oh, just the word itself, Spook. But it could also be taken as a racial slur. So, like, spook is known to be, was known known to be an old racial slur that people used to use in the old days towards black people, which isn't good. Which this guy's like a British and French writer, I think. Well, British writer. Uh, so, I'm sure he didn't think about that, obviously. But, yeah, like... They changed the name of it just to make sure that nobody takes it out of context, which is understandable, you feel? But anyways, the Last Apprentice series by Joseph Delaney is really nice. I got the second book at home. Uh, I can't wait to read it. Uh, you know, I got myself a bunch of library books that I'm going to read. And uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. The first book of the 
Last Apprentice is called The Revenge of the Witch. That's what it literally is called, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Uh, the Revenge of the Witch. That is the first book that Joseph Delaney ever written. But anyways, that's the first Last Apprentice book. I suggest you start with that. You could probably find it at your local library because it was very popular when it was first released. Uh, but yeah, definitely, guys. Definitely recommend that you guys check out The Last Apprentice. Because, hey, I gave you guys a challenge in the last rambling time. You guys got to freaking read a book. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to freaking read a book, folks. But um, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part of the show where I give off my pick of the month. And, yes, my choice of the month, my pick of the month. And, uh, yes, I suggest it to you guys. And then I end the show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's tough to say about my pick of the month because I haven't done much or experienced much in December to have a pick. Uh, so it's hard to say, but I would say if I had to say, which I guess we can connect it, my pick of the month is Joseph Delaney's books, The Last Apprentice series. It's really good book. It's really good writing. You get like synced into the stories quickly and easily without no difficulty, folks. And it's just really good. It is a really good book series. So ladies and gentlemen, definitely suggest it. That's my pick of the month. And that was very quick. <laughs> that was very quick, folks. But uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the most interesting and kind of bizarre and kind of a spooky in podcast and scary because I keep hearing freaking noises. Uh, I think somebody's aftering me or something is aftering me. Maybe it's just a house mouse. I don't know. A field mouse. Or maybe it's some kind of spooky like goblin or ghost or something. Or, I don't know. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Mother Malkin? Maybe it's Mother Malkin. Uh, you'll read about her, but maybe it's her. Maybe she's come after me. I don't know. I don't know, folks. I don't know. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, thank you guys so much for listening for one, two, if you've listened to one, two, three, four podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, I suggest that you please, please, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening podcast you listen on, platform you listen on, excuse me. Please subscribe to it. And if you listen on iTunes or Apple, please leave a freaking spicy review on whatever listening platform you listen on. And uh, yeah, five stars, uh, just a good review, uh, an honest review, because I don't want any of you fibbing. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to the new Taco Monday Rambling Time podcast with your rambling host, Lone Angler. Thank you guys so much. You guys are freaking awesome. I am freaking tired. I am freaking scared. I am in a basement by myself, and I might die tonight. Good night.
stop it. Get some help.